This is the Real Concrete Coating Talk Pod, a podcast created exclusively for concrete coating contractors, where we have real talks with industry pros about business fails, wins, and all that BS that everyone else don't care about, all in an effort to inspire you, the entrepreneur, to keep moving the needle forward to success so that you can live out the dreams you intended to create for your life. I'm your host, Rudy Hedrick, the founder of Floor Coating Marketers, the one and only digital agency that specializes exclusively in growing concrete businesses online. So stick around for this episode. It's not one you'll want to miss. All right. Thank you, everyone, for coming into this episode and and taking a listen. Uh, As usual, I'm very excited to have uh, another guest to the podcast. Um, This is a very important guest for me because he's actually one of the first clients I had. So even though he's not concrete coding, he owns a service business. And and the the information and value that he's going to put out with us today is, I I think, very, very valuable, which is why I wanted to uh, have him aboard. He's a very busy man for multiple reasons that we're going to talk about. Um, so I'm really, really glad that you're able to make it today, Kevin. So why don't you introduce yourself and uh, your company and what it is that you do? Uh, thanks, Rudy. Uh, first thing I want to say is thanks for inviting me. Uh, my name is Kevin Trout. I own a company. It's called Clearview Home Services. We're out of Maple Ridge in, in British Columbia. Uh, uh, we're a home service company that focuses on maintenance. That means cleaning and servicing your roof, your gutters, your windows, uh, siding. We also do pressure washing and uh, Christmas light installations. Um, yeah, we started like 33 years ago. So we're a 33 year old overnight success is what I like to say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a minute, right? It's been more than a few, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but so how, I want to hear a little bit about your backstory. Okay, we talked a little bit about that. You're, you've been around for about 30-ish years now, 33 years, you said. Yeah. But I want to talk a little bit about your latest success um, because, I mean, we, you've been on, on, my, on, my, on a podcast I had before. So, you know, this is kind of a repeat for you to some degree, but... Um, you killed it last year, 2021. Yes. You killed it. Yes. So what contributed? So, okay, for everyone who knows, okay, why don't you tell us mm-hmm. what, what happened? What's going on? Uh, well, we probably got to, we got to a, a point. We were just kind of stagnant um, for quite a few years. In fact, uh, I think when I first met you, we were in that in that level period. So we'd gone probably five, six years with virtually zero growth, uh, you know, 0.1, 0.2, 0.4, that kind of thing. Uh, and then um, three and a half three, years ago, I figured I needed to start having online presence because I just wasn't reaching enough people. So we uh, reached out to a couple of people to see what they could do for us. Yep. Um, help us with... Uh, getting in front of people's eyeballs, just getting our name out there. But uh, it made zero difference. Um, we didn't realize that we were paying money for nothing. So that's basically when, you know, we kind of met you and um, you didn't start with, let's get you in front of the eyes. You started with the basics. We started doing the SEO. So we got our search engine optimization up. We started doing the um, 
uh, you, you, you built, rebuilt our website yeah. basically from, from ground zero. Um, we were at a point where I was basically trying to do everything myself. So now I said, okay, take this part, give it away. Take this part, give it away. Um, we'd had success on a couple of occasions and I tracked these things um, when we were doing flyers, for instance, because we're getting our, our information right into the hands of our existing customers, right into new customers. Okay. And that was good. We had a two or 3% growth from that. But I always did these things where I'd try it. Okay, done. that didn't get me what I wanted. So I stopped doing that, went and did something else. Yeah. Stop doing that and go and try something else. So um, another thing that we had stopped doing that kind of contributed to it is we were busy enough that I had to keep, I was always busy, but we were losing touch with our existing customers. Uh-huh. So I did three things. We added the digital side of our business, which was what you took care of. We added the, we continued to do our flyers while we were doing the digital. So we were doing two things at once. This was like crazy juggling. And then I hired someone to start calling back my existing customers every day, three hours a day, mining basically in the ground that we'd already sown in. And um, we went from, uh, we started at 300,000 three years ago. We had 20% growth. Then we had 23% growth. And last year we had 47.5% growth. So we went from 300,000 to just shy of a million dollars this year. Um, and we had to figure out a couple of other things along the way because we had to look at where's our pinch points. Pinch points were getting in front of people's eyes. So we did that now with the flyers, stay in front of our customers' eyes, and then with the digital side of our business. Because there's all these people that we couldn't get to because we didn't have enough hours in the day that were looking for us. That's where you brought them in. And... um, so the combination of all those things really helped. And the other thing was we are a seasonal business. So we had to pick up something that was going to keep our season open longer. Yep. And the other thing is we would get winter. I'd have to lay my guys off. By the time I got back to them in the spring, they were gone somewhere else. So I'd have to start the cycle of hiring and training and going through all the pains of inexperienced workers. And that was a major pinch point for you too, I think. That was, yes. So we figured out those two parts of our business and we had a 50% growth this last year, 47 and a half. So I just kind of want to summarize this whole thing for you guys. So, you know, when you're listening to, to how Kevin was strategizing all of this, think about what he was talking about. He implemented digital marketing, internet marketing, got a new website, got, got SEO, we got SEO up and running. So he's ranking in all his service areas. Uh, he implemented Google ads, which was a very important piece. And then of course, uh, Facebook ads, but that's not enough. There's it's just not enough. It, what it is, is you have to do everything. So like for, for four coding marketers, we offer this, this system, it's called an online dominance method where we, it's like a wheel. If you go on our website, you'll look, it's a wheel, right? And what you wanna be doing, depending on what level you're at in your business is implementing as many things as you can. Never leave your eggs in one basket because you're never gonna get anywhere. Or if you rely on it too much and they make algorithm changes or more competitors come in and they have a higher budget than you and they're pushing you away, pushing you down, or you have to pay more money, there's gonna be a problem in your business. So, you know, Kevin, he put up flyers. He 
has someone who makes calls to prospects that haven't purchased from him before, also with current, current customers as well. But in our case, that doesn't necessarily apply for concrete coating because it's just once and done, unless you did a terrible job and they have to come back in five years. <laughs> but, in, but the point is, is that he's using different angles in his marketing to be able to get as much um, growth as he possibly could. So think about that. It's not just one thing and you're good to go. You know, you need to have all of these things in place in order to get to that million. That's just the only way it's going to work. Unless you have an extremely high ad budget, this is the way to do it. So there's multiple avenues that you have to look at. When you're first starting out, okay, start with Facebook ads. Concrete coding is very, very good at Facebook ads. That is definitely the thing that you want to do, right? So I feel like, you know, when, when Kevin was talking about he tried something and then walked away from it, didn't work, went somewhere else. But then he realized if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure you said you, you dropped the flyers, but then you brought that back and you, you implemented it all. Well, because right. we saw we saw growth with the flyers. We saw we made three or four percent growth there. Well, I tied yeah. that in with the the five or ten percent I got from calling my customers back. Then we add in the 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 so there's there's like ten to fifteen percent improvement right there by just combining the two. And then we add in the digital side of it, which gave us easily twenty five another twenty five percent. So here here's something that's really really interesting, and I've coined this 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 term that I call some service business owners. And, and if you're listening to this and it's you, I apologize if I offend you, but the reality is there's two types of business owners. There's ones that understand the value of nurturing your prospects over time. And then there's order takers, right? That's what I call them, order takers. They get these leads coming in, but just because they're not buying right now doesn't mean it's no, it just means they're not ready. It's not yet. So what Kevin's done, he's, he's like, that's fine. No problem. These prospects are now in your world. It's your responsibility to provide them with that maximum amount of value that you can. So you should be in their inbox on a regular basis. You should be sending out flyers to them. You should be marketing to them until they say yes. Right. And, and in Kevin's case, right, you have someone calling them. Yes. And we, we automated a lot of it too. So yeah. I mean, the, the amount of time it takes for to call these customers is is onerous. So um, we have an email system set up that automatically does our follow up for us. So that we just put them in the funnel and just keep putting them in the funnel. Get the numbers up there so we put enough in the top that we can control what comes out the bottom. Exactly. Like when I when I talk to prospects on the phone and we're trying to strategize. Um, a, some kind of a way to to for us to work together and figure out plans and strategies i tell them this i say there's three types of customers that you're going to be dealing with uh or leads i should say whether at any and any you know whether it's seo google ads however it comes into your world there's three different types there's the cold as ice they don't know about your service they don't know how it works and they don't know about your company then there's the ones that know about your product or service but they don't know who you are or trust you then there's the ones that know about the product or service, they know, like, and trust you, and they're just like paying top dollar, they don't care, they just want it done. Of course, those are the ones that everybody wants, but you can tell me, does that happen every day? We get, for, for us, Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, our close rate is probably, average is probably 
40 to 50 percent right which but i'm but to be honest i'm out 10 12 hours a day doing quotes so i see 15 or 16 customers a day and we're not talking like a hundred and fifty dollar job here we're talking like two and three thousand dollars worth of work for each customer so awesome. yes it, it it it's just getting that hopper filled and the way that we do it is um people get to know us because we we've got a lot of reviews people right. get to know us because um we're number one uh, they check our website everything is quality we're the first ones that show up at the door we're the first ones we follow up they get communication all these things contribute to us getting those leads who come in knowing who we are because of our reputation now and yep. we get those top dollars yeah exactly and that's what we're gonna we're definitely gonna lead into three um, years ago we didn't have any of that yeah yeah but before we get into that i want to tie this up and then say that it's really really important to understand your market and your customer your customer type because you're going to get all three of those leads at any given time right in concrete coating there's and a lot of times you're going to get guys who people who are coming into your world that they're not ready to buy because they're doing renovations they're going to sell their house soon they're going to do all these different just there's a, maybe they need to save for it and they need to know how much it is in order to do that there's so many different things that are involved with that in a lot of cases these buyers aren't going to buy for three months six months so is that a bad lead no it is not it's your responsibility as a business owner to make sure that you nurture them so that when they are ready to buy, it's just a no-brainer for them. They're like, yeah, we're totally going to buy from you. No problem. Right? Because in that, in fact, personally, I feel like the three, the ones that are three to six months away are the best ones. That gives you an opportunity to establish the relationship, right? Along the way to prove to them that you are going to help them by being in their inbox, by giving them text messages. If you're not sending your prospects text messages, that's a serious problem. What's an open rate on a text message, Kevin? On our text messages, 100%. 100% open rate. Email, if you got a good email, you'd be lucky to get 25%. Yeah, so, we, we, every one of our quotes, we have a system set up so that we can see whether they're open. Yeah. Um, the ones I love are when they've seen they've opened it six, seven, eight times. Yes, exactly. Ones that open it once, and it's crickets. We just keep moving. Just keep keep moving. Yeah, and there's a lot of strategies with that too. If you get notified that people are opening the emails multiple times, what's stopping you from picking up the phone and calling them up? Hey, exactly. notice that you opened up the uh, the quote. They're gonna be like, "Oh, really? Well, that's weird." But that's fine. Oh no, no, we act we act like we're we're clairvoyant. We call them up, says, "Yeah, I was just thinking about you, wondering uh, if you had a chance to look at the quote." Five minutes after they looked at it, I was just thinking about you, and boom, we got an in. That's brilliant, right? So you just got to be on the ball, really. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's talk about, about those reviews. Okay, so when we were first together, I think you only had about 30. Was that right? Am I yeah. right on that? Yeah, so I was averaging about one a year at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was low. And we were talking because, I mean, this is a major impact on so many different levels, guys. Like, I can't even stress how important reviews are. And, and you hear it online all the time when Google tells you reviews, 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 that's one of the biggest like reasons why you'll rank on your Google maps for one. Okay. But that's just the strategy for ranking on Google maps. But what does it really do? What does it really do? What does it do for me? Yeah. Um, it done for your business? It, it's this, this, it tells a story about you 
as the number of reviews grow because yeah. you get people who tell good stories, people who tell bad stories, people tell how you resolved it, people tell if you don't resolve it. So people can get a feel when they go through it. Now we have um, 368 reviews now. Which is amazing. Yeah. And um, to be honest, there's nobody else in the lower mainland yeah. that has anything even close. Most of them have 25 to 40. And um, let's say that let's say that number one more time. What I have 368. 368 reviews. Yes. And <laughs> every one of them are people that I know. I, you know, they're customers, they're friends, they're we've got we are but our not just the number of reviews, but we got 4.9 out of five. Yeah. So yes. reviews are great as long as you get good reviews. The way to get good reviews is to have a good service system set up so that your customers have something positive to say about you. So before we get into the, the automation and the system and how you've done that, mm -hmm. let's, I want to talk a little bit about why they're so important. So we talked a little bit about the fact that it tells a story, mm -hmm. but and it, we also talked about how it helps you with your Google Maps listing, which is now called Google Business Profile. Mm -hmm. And they changed their name. Um, it helps with that, but it also creates a couple of things. One, it creates a snowball effect. Okay. So people who see more reviews are more inclined to leave a review, right? Mm -hmm. Because they want to be part of something. If they feel like you've done a good quality job and they see that there's 368 reviews, they want to be in there too. They want to be, yep, that's hundred percent. So you, it creates this snowball effect and it increases your sales volume, obviously, right? That's a big one. But the oh, other thing you. that I really like about trying to get like reviews at a 4.9 to five or whatever it is, is it holds you as a business owner accountable to your work mm -hmm. and your employees. So now if you want to get these reviews, cause you know, it's going to massively increase your sales. Guess what? You better do a damn good job. Right. right. And I mean, so sometimes our customers will say, Hey, can you do this little extra for me? So, Absolutely happy to. The only thing we ask is if, you know, if you're happy with everything, just leave us a really good review. Reviews don't happen by themselves. Yeah. You cannot exactly. They you cannot. do not happen by themselves. Nobody yeah. will occasionally. I mean, occasionally, if I've had exceptional service, I'll go online and I'll do a great review. Yep. But I've done lots more reviews than that because people have asked me for them. And exactly. So think about you as as the as a customer, right? And I'm talking to the to the audience here, right? Think about yourself as a customer. You go to a restaurant, you buy a car, you go to a dealership. You get an electrical guy coming into your house or, or you bring Kevin into your world, right? He comes and washes your roof for you, whatever the case might be. How many times have you had an exchange in services and, and money, but never left a review? Never even thought about it or thought about, you know what? They did a really good job. Should leave a review or give them a tip or something, but you just never did it. Well, the other thing too is people tell you, oh, sure. Absolutely. I'll leave you a review. Yeah. So it's probably one out of 10, one out of eight, if you're really pushing it, but yeah. one out of 10 to one out of 15 will leave your review out of people who say they will. So for those listening then, <clears throat> how are you able to solve for that? How are you able to create a system to be able to, to have this work in your favor? Um, ask more than once. 
ask more than once. Oh yes, we ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. So we don't fret in our process when we're first doing the work for them. We, you know, we say, you know, our goal here is to make sure you're super happy. We make sure you're getting 100 percent of your service. That's um, before you do the job. Great, right up front. So okay. just let you know that once we've done the job, we're going to send you a, a quick email. It's going to ask you if you would refer us. Obviously, you wouldn't refer us if you weren't happy. So if that's a yes, it's going to then take you to a place where you can give us a review if you're, if you're so inclined. We send that to every single job. That's amazing. Every single job. Oh, plus, if they don't respond to that right away, they get three or four follow-up emails over the course of the next couple of weeks. Okay. So, so we get reviews two, three, four weeks after we've done the job because, oh, I intend to. So they just leave the email in there because they're going to get back to it. Eventually, Saturday mornings. I don't know what it is about Saturday mornings, but everybody gets up to clear their inbox then and that's when they come in. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly the same concept as following up with your prospects for a job. <laughs> you need to follow up with your, with your new customers to get a review. You're not disturbing them, by the way, right? They have no problem. Do you know how much junk I get in my personal email box? I probably have 1,100 unread emails in there. Right? <laughs> I'm right on your to... tail. I'm right on your tail. Yeah, like I, I barely have enough time to clean out my own business in inbox. That you know, so think about that. Or like you know, think about how you live your life and how a simple email coming in from a company that you just did business with asking for a review what are the chances of you doing that the first time very low very low but if they're hounding you if they hit you up in three or four more days hey how was that review you know you said that you you know you're really happy you did a good job or we did a good job you know how about you leave us a review right okay. and do that over a course of two to three weeks why we not al we also though don't like getting bad reviews so exactly when that initial email that we send them, if mm -hmm. they click for some reason, they're not happy. It doesn't take it to the same place. It takes it to my inbox where they can tell me what they're not happy about. At that point, we get to fix the problem. We then resend the email and then we get them back on there to give us the good review. See, that is, that is amazing. See, that's a, that's, that's one of those, you know, what they call value bombs right there. Mm -hmm. One of those things that you got to pay attention to. Um, because if somebody is leaving a bad review, that's an opportunity. Okay. That is an opportunity oh, to do yes. better. Let me tell you a story. So I have this yeah. customer, we were washing her patio cover and for whatever reason, our chemical reacted with whatever was coming off the top of her patio cover, got on her patio furniture and just etched it all up, turned it into just, it just looked terrible. Thanks. She came out, she was less than happy. Right. And we didn't know about it actually until after the fact. So I came right back out the same day. We're looking at it. I took cleaning products to see if we could get this off. Nope, nothing would happen. So um, I'm thinking, oh, this is not going to go good. This is not going to be, a, this is not going to be a good review. So I said to her, you know what? Let's go on a date. Let's go, let's go shopping. So she hopped in my truck. We went to disc. We shopped around for something that was comparable, a little nicer probably than what she had. It, it, had, it was five or six years old. Picked it up, brought it home, set it up for her, took away the old stuff, and um, got a five-star review. But that's amazing. That's the other thing that we didn't really bring up, is you need to go above and beyond for people, mm -hmm. right? If you are 
in that mindset 100% of your day, including your personal life, your the success comes, the money flows, the the wealth is 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 just going to come into your world because you're putting it out there for others. So you take care of other people, you do the best that you can to to make them happy. It's not about oh customer service, you should always have that as a priority number 1. You know, which to some degree can be true, but some some degree is taken out of context and mm-hmm. is is really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the customer's always right. It's that's the one I was thinking about. Yeah, it's that you're going to if if they are right, you're going to make sure that it's it's taken care of properly. And if they're not right, you're going to be respectful. Yeah, those who go in above and beyond, those are the ones who are successful. Those are the ones that are kicking butt, right? Mm-hmm. So. What would you say to other service businesses, but in, in our case here, in my world here, concrete coding companies, mm-hmm. uh, about the first thing that they should do to get their reviews going, like we were talking about? Well, look at your software first. See if there's a function built into that that can you can set out. If, if It's kind of like an IFTT thing where if this happens, yeah. then this happens. So yeah. ours is triggered by um, an invoice is, is created. It triggers the follow-up email two days later to see if they'll give us the review. <clears throat> but we, pre- we prepped our customer for it because when the job's done, last thing they say is, hey, you know, as long as you're happy, you're going to get a, a, an email in a couple of days. As long yeah. as you're happy, we'd love for you to give us a great review. And if you could mention my name, I get all my employees to say that, right? So yeah. it makes it, a little again, a little more personal. I like that you said the employees part. That's the thing that we didn't really talk about. If you, if you like bring this in as a, as a part of your culture and you say all day long, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about reviews. You go there and you say, hello, Mr. Smith. My name is John. I'm here to wash your roof today. Uh, at the end of the day, we want to give you the best possible service that we could provide you mm-hmm. uh, because we really want to get a five-star review from you today. Does that yeah. sound good? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we don't, and we don't even come across as like, you know, it's not you know, leave it to Beaver where we're coming on. Hey, Mr. Wilkins, can we take care of this for you? Make sure you're happy. It's not like that. It yeah. really is a, it's the mindset of my guy to say, I want five-star reviews. You're going in there. And that's the only thing I need you to think about is doing the service and make sure there's a five-star review. If you're making a mess and it's getting on the neighbor's yard and these two are friends, you're not going to get that five-star review. So you got to go make sure you go over and take care of the neighbor's yard too. While you're there, knock on his door, give him a flyer and keep going. Yeah. So as long as they keep that, that's why we get reviews where, you know, the 90 year old customer of ours, the guys say, Hey, we're done. We got a couple extra minutes. Can we take your garbage cans down to the curb for you or bring them back up to the house? Just yeah. simple things like that. See, um, I love, I don't love have to that. go out of your way for it. Yeah. I, I just love that, that Google came out with the review system. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people that are annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Those are the ones that, that don't care. Right. I really feel like it was, is probably one of the best things that Google ever did because it really changes the environment for the relationship building between the business and, and the customer. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you're holding yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. You have to do a good job because if you don't, you're liable to get a bad review. And the whole world can see. It. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. Um, Again, everyone, thank you very much for listening to this podcast today. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. If you want to learn more about what we do and the kind of services that we provide for concrete coating, just 
visit our website, fourcodingmarketers.com. Everything is there for you. You have other webinars that are coming up. We actually have a webinar coming up in a couple of weeks about how to maximize your website for maximum conversion. Um, and that's pretty much it. Again, thanks for watching. Have a great day, guys. Thanks. Trying to figure out how digital marketing works, trying to figure out how to get a website to rank, how to make a convert, trying to figure out how Facebook works, how Instagram works, how do you get engagement, how do you get followers, how do you get likes, how do you get reviews consistently on a single month. All of this can be extremely daunting for a business owner, especially if you're just trying to grow your business. Your job, your responsibility as a CEO is to automate and delegate. Your job is to make sure that everyone is put in the right spots. Having to spend all this time trying to figure out digital marketing tactics and skills, honestly, it's a complete waste of your time, resources, and money. You need to hire a company that is dedicated to you and to the industry, like Floor Coding Marketers. Stop trying to weigh your options, just get on board, hire four coding marketers for your agency. If you want a concrete coding business, this is your best shot at your success. If you want a three times or even up to 10 times your revenue, this is the best way to do it.